This is Together 24-7, episode 64. So before we start the episode, Catherine, I wanted to talk to our listeners about what we do that we're together 24-7. People ask us all the time, how are you together 24-7? What do you do? What do we do that doesn't cause me to kill you? And me to kill you. Uh, Not so much that. But seriously, folks, we coach and we help people who want to, couples who want to be together 24-7, who want to create a business with each other because we've been doing it successfully since 2003. And we... We work with you to create a plan. And to come up with rules in your business. To have a division of labor to figure out who does what and where your strengths and weaknesses are. And really important, we teach you how to not to push each other's buttons. So if you'd like to utilize our services, if you're thinking about going into business with your spouse or significant other, if you're exploring what businesses to do, or if you're in business with each other and you need to get to that next level and some personal stuff is getting in the way, let's sit down with you. We do a free consultation and then we can figure out whether or not our services are right for you. So go to the website or give us a call at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Together 24-7. It is a beautiful winter day here in phoenix arizona and when i say winter i mean it's in the mid 80s it's beautiful it's beautiful and we're talking to a couple from uh, florida so it's probably beautiful over there as well central florida hi lisa hi david hello hello we're we're suffering here at 72 degrees so we're we're managing to get by it's so it's so wonderful to hear that you can suffer through it and be strong Yes, we are. Yes. We are. We're managing through the blue skies and the sun. It's it's a little rough, but we'll handle it. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. So Lisa Lytle and David Orman, you guys are, uh, your company is Design Management, anti-aging, Anti-Aging and Wellness. Now I have it. See? See, before you couldn't talk and now I have it. You've been in business together since 1998. You're married 18 years. Under children. I like this. I like this one. Under children. No! It is all caps, ladies and gentlemen. All caps. You could kind of... tell who filled that out. You you could hear the heck no in there. Yeah. 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 That was was definitely me right there. (laughs) However, they are are pet moms to fur babies and And, feather babies. Mom and dad. Mom and dad. They are pet moms. Don't discount, David. I know. That's true. Fur baby. You brought the feathers into the picture. So their children are Lightning the Wonder Dog and Zeus and Venus, who are parrots. And African Gray and Goffin's Cockatoo. African Gray and Goffin's Cockatoo. And I hope you have somebody to will them to. Yeah. It's true. That's They're true. in the will. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're going to outlive us, most likely. That's God a, willing. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a new thing now that we heard that you if you adopt a parrot, you've gotta you've gotta show proof that uh that they'll go on to a good home after you. Yep. Oh really? That's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't either. Wow. Well that's we heard about that in Las Vegas. Uh and so maybe that's just a Las Vegas thing or their animal shelters. But yeah, I it, I, it I could I think be it's just staying in Las Vegas. Could be yeah. just staying in Las Vegas. <laughs> 
you buy a bird in Vegas, it stays in Vegas. That's right. It stays in Vegas. <laughs> so, Lisa, you've spent your life as a, a successful fine artist. Uh, you've worked as a highly successful vocalist. 20 years professional experience. You can perform in front of 18,000 people at an arena. I think I could stand before 18,000 people and maybe say a smart remark or two, but that's about it. <laughs> and I, I could make a silly remark in front of 18,000 people. You could make a mm, of yourself in front of 18,000. <laughs> and you create intimate shows for an audience of eight. So, yeah, it, it's true. You're right here. Um, it's a career, you know, singing anything in the artist field, in the fine arts field, is considered risky. It's considered, you know... Because um, for every one that makes it, there's a zillion that don't. That don't make it, unless, you know, un, you know, unless you take it in a way that you do make it, and you have, you are continuing your studies in guitar, flute, um, and music theory. You write songs, produce live music, create dynamic show sets for fellow artists, um, in your private life, you take on challenges such as competitive figure skating and running in full marathons. And that's where you lose. I it. watched the start of a marathon once. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I like it. I, I like it. Well, we need you guys there to cheer us on when we get started, especially we could like do at very mile good. 20. We could do very good. We could get in the car and drive down to no, the, all the, the different the, miles. The aggravation was the New York Marathon. That I, oh, that's I sheer aggravation. Because I lived on Staten Island and, you know, if you had yes. to leave the island, you couldn't. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Absolutely, you guys are locked in for a while. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we yes. made we made that the best the- of it. We got all the water off the shelves of the supermarkets. Got the the dry goods. It was there like really, a- you, were like, go- you were like preparing for a hurricane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, except that they could go out through New Jersey. He didn't mention that. Who wants to do that? That's true. Yeah. So that whole artist life was um, going on when actually David and I met before we actually built the design management anti aging business together. So it was the classic, you know, um, he was running the successful clinic on the East Coast doing actual hands-on practice at that time in wellness. And uh, we were the two ships passing in the night. You know, I, I'd come home from, or he'd come home from work and I'd be leaving to work. I was doing acupuncture, herbal medicine, and I'd literally get home around 5, 5.30. We'd see each other for about 11 minutes. Yeah. She would be going, <laughs> then you'd come home around midnight I would get up, and then uh, I'd have to get up, and then we'd go, you know, fall asleep, and then we'd have to get up again at yeah. uh, 7 o'clock, start the day over. We knew this wasn't going to work yeah, very well, wasn't that's for sure. Work, so so, so you- we decided to take a leap and say, you know what, we have this opportunity here, let's go for it. And despite all our misgivings and fears and little monsters in our heads, we decided to do it. It was a fantastic idea in the end. And, and it's, a, it's a real jump-in point. Well, David, I want to talk a little bit about you. You're a natural medicine expert, best-selling uh, anti-aging formula, Doc Wellness HGH Supplement. And we'll have all the information for our listeners on the show notes page. This way, if they're driving, you know... We don't want them to write down websites. It's right, bad. yeah, because nothing, nothing you can uh, you can supplement can get you out of a car accident. That's um, for sure. But you are a doctor of acupuncture, board certified naturopathic physician, board member of the American Acupuncture and Oriental Medici- Medical Association. You are a summa cum laude graduate of Pacific College of Oriental Medicine. You hold a master of science degree in Springfield College. You graduated with honors. That yeah. Stop he's just a show off. I know he's just a show off. <laughs> he's he's you written. Can, okay, you can t- I take responsibility for sending all that to you because <laughs> I'm proud of him. No worry. You, as well, you should be. As well, you should be. 
And then, and then the you could say, time you could actually see somebody on radio turning red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and Lisa and Lisa, do you you know, do you um, have that cutoff point when you're introducing him with all these proud things like? Anything be- before 18 years ago, you really don't talk about, but everything after 18 years ago, look at what I've created and helped oh, to mold. That's a good oh, one. I love I never even thought about don't that. Don't give that's her any more ideas. Yeah, come on. You're uh, just spilling the fire, Catherine. I will send you more later. <laughs> Dave, um, David, you got it good because Catherine just says, meet my husband, jackass. <laughs> uh, I don't say that. I don't. I don't. No, I mean, David was so well-established. It was kind of interesting because when we met, he was so well-established and so well-respected in the area for what he was doing. And and I was in my own field as a creative artist, um, but it was a little intimidating. I mean, I was coming from, you know, such a different world. Very and so to come in and meet somebody with such high academic achievement and, you know... It, yeah, it was a little intimidating, and, and we had kind of talked a lot about that in the beginning of our relationship, kind of, I was feeling a little bit insecure about that, and, and he assured me that... Uh... On the flip side... <laughs> yes? I grew up in sports, and when <laughs> at the time when I grew up, you either did sports or you did art stuff, and, and there the two shall mix, so I went on the sports route... And when somebody said art, I did not, art, what does that mean? I had no idea. And then fine art? I mean, is that a real thing? <laughs> and I had no idea half of what she was saying. And I thought, this, this, not sure how to interpret this and not sure how to connect with half of what she was saying. And over time, I, I would say we, we managed to not intrude on each other's world, but open each other's world up. Yeah. And never in a billion, and that's an exact number, and never in a <laughs> billion years did I, would I ever think that uh, I would do some art things and, and add art into my life. And the exact number, I think, for you, Lisa, would probably be about two billion. Did everything <laughs> sport would enter your life? Never, ever thought any kind of athletics, uh Martial arts. Yeah, martial arts. David introduced me to. Wow. And, and writing. I mean, he really opened me up as a writer. I, I would always express myself through oral ways, obviously talking, theater arts, singing. Um, and then I remember I was taking a course at a university and I had to write a paper. And David's like, this doesn't even sound like you. Like, what are you doing? He goes, tell me what you want to say. And I so I spoke what I want. He goes, that's Awesome, write that, you know. <laughs> exactly. And we don't we were taught in grade school, uh, you know, don't write the way you speak, but I think it's becoming more and more common, obviously with, you know, some editorial changes, but it's becoming more and more common and much more pleasant to read, I think, to you know, to read the way people speak. Yeah, I think you hit the magic word there. Much uh, pleasant is the word. I think when you your your goal, of course, when writing and communicating is to get your point across and to have the other person accept it and to open themselves, I should say, to it. And whether they wish to accept it or not, that's their, their prerogative. But just be open and to understand this is what I'm trying to communicate. And uh, once a person does, then they have the option of, yes, this fits or no, it doesn't. Or it was entertaining, but let me put it on the shelf for now. Okay. So... Two very separate businesses. You can have a happy life together. Two very separate career decisions. You can have a happy life together. But I do emphasize very, very separate. How did you get started in business together? 
how did you realize this wasn't going to ruin your relationship? And, and, and how did you decide on what business, what area to get into? Well, I was in practice at the time and I had the, I guess about six months or so prior to, um, um, getting serious with Lisa, my patients asked me to design an anti-aging formula. And to be honest, I was not really crazy about the idea. I had uh, a lot on my plate. I was doing a lot of lectures and teaching and things like that, as well as a busy practice. But I thought, as a f- this is ironic, as a favor to you, I will go ahead and do it. So it took quite a while to do the research and testing and find the laboratories and all that. And little did we know that, well, initially I thought if we can sell, oh, I don't know, maybe 20 bottles a month, that would be considered huge because at the, uh, in the location that we were, there were health food stores seemingly every third block. And we, you know, we can never compete with prices and things like that. But 20 bottles sounded right. Well, 20 bottles a month became 20 bottles a month. A week became 20 bottles a day. And this is kind of ironic. And then... Um, well, he actually had developed the product prior, before he met me. Yeah, and, and we changed it a little bit. And then bit. when we had mm-hmm. made the decision that the two careers weren't going to really mix schedule-wise, let's... He quit his practice. I quit singing for a living. We moved to Naples, Florida together and, and looked at this bottle of product and thought, well, 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 maybe, maybe we could sell some of this stuff. And this was at the time when there was this new thing coming out called the Internet. Internet, yes. And we looked at each other. It's like, you know, I kind of have a feeling that this thing may take off one day. And I said, we have to go door to door. That is <laughs> yes, that's just craziness. <laughs> so we built this site. Uh, using what was it, Microsoft it was uh, front page? Oh gosh! Oh gosh! Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know and where that's at. As a yeah. former web developer, I'm crying a little on the inside right there now. There you go. There, uh, you there go. were pinks and greens and flashing. This. I mean, it looked disastrous. But we, you know, it was the best we could do at the time. <laughs> and we got this scathing email from someone in Singapore, which I wish we would have kept this address. Yeah, we thank him so much today. That, that basically said, I love your product, but your site looks like a monkey designed it, which is an insult to monkeys. We looked at it and said, you know what? This is not good. Redesigned it, and it, about, I would say, within six to eight weeks, we were in various, we were in about four or five countries, and I would say within six months, we ended up in about 20 countries, and it just took off like a rocket from there. Wow. Yeah, we never- we never did go door to door. That's always that's always a plus that you know that lack of door to door thing. I yeah. personally didn't like it for the Girl Scouts. I see now that they cheat and they stand outside of uh, stores. So it's fine with me. Yeah, door to door does not work anymore. So, yeah. David, you were an entrepreneur in the past uh, with your practice. Lisa, were you working for someone as an art? I guess as an artist, you do work for yourself. You do, absolutely. You're an entrepreneur for sure. There's no one telling you what to do, how to go about doing it, where to get the gigs. It's all you. You know, you're the one out there kind of banging on the doors looking for the next job. So definitely entrepreneur work. Going door to door, if you will. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It worked there. It was going to work with those bottles. That's right. So what was the moment you realized you could do this without ruining your relationship? I don't think we ever had a moment when we were clash so much because we always use the analogy of you know I always say Lisa had the peanut butter and I had the chocolate in other words she was good at 
um, just for numbers sake, 10 things that I had no idea how to do. And I happened to be good at 10 things that she wasn't very familiar with. So basically what we would do, and in fact we'd do it to this day, we'd get these gigantic post-it notes and write down everything that needs to be done. And, and again, just for number six, there are 30 things that need to be done for our next project. And then we look at it and say, okay, this is mine. No, this is mine. This is mine. And, and by the time the smoke clears, we have 25 of them, which is like, these are my things that I know I'm, I, I develop skill in. And these are things that Lisa has developed skill in. The other five, you know, we'll either do together or we'll, you know, farm it out or we'll figure it out as time goes on. And I think that particular uh, methodology that we've that we did right from the beginning, from our little apartment mm -hmm. in uh, Naples, Florida, we still use that. Yeah, I would say the the biggest obstacles that get between the two of us, in my opinion, are when we get into creative decisions with like copywriting. Um, Boy, we just want to say things very differently. We come at things from very different perspectives. So if we were to sit down and write copy together, we blood may get shed. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> this is um, where the martial arts things really yeah. comes into place. Or like what colors do we want the new logo to be? We actually really quickly agreed on that this time around. He picked two colors. I picked two colors. My two colors, one. Don't tell him. But <laughs> um, so I... Is, don't you think that's the biggest area? And we've kind of found a way that we can do that without having to storm out and close the door. Right. When we have to <laughs> write something, for example, one of us, like, I'll write the initial draft and say, okay, you go ahead and edit. rewrite it, edit, however you wish. And then she'll go ahead and do that. And then maybe I'll do another draft and she'll do the fourth one. And by the time we're at number five, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're pretty much set to go. Yeah, we right. realize that it's not about me quote unquote winning or Lisa winning it's here's the here's the project that we have here's what we want to do here's how the, we want to present it in the best possible way and I think when we put our attention I think off of us and uh, onto yeah. the project mm -hmm. it, it actually becomes quite smooth okay so you're you started to touch a little bit about you're doing this Lisa you're doing this see I do it again because David was the last person to talk. It's as if David was in the room. So, David, you're doing this. Lisa, you d you're doing that. What is that division of labor? Besides just, you know, throwing darts at a giant posty note on the wall, what is, sure. that, that, what is that division of labor? Do you overlap those responsibilities? And how do you check in on each other? How no, do you get that all done? we definitely have separate things where our skills are... I would say superior distinct, or distinct, yeah. yeah, in one area or the other. I tend to, I do most of the, well, probably 99% of customer relations, meaning I'll be the one on the phone calls with them. I'll be the one handling any kind of issues they might have. Um, David loves more the technical stuff, the computer stuff, which I do not. Um, I'm very organized, so I'm the quote-unquote bookkeeper, you know, keeping, <laughs> yes. track, keeping track of the paperwork and the files and... Um, I think when it comes to things like writing, there is some overlap, but depending on the type of writing that needs to be done. You're doing most of it with the design management yeah. company because it's so technical and it's so um, driven by his studies. It's something technically I wouldn't even be able to write about when it gets into herbology and things that are a little over my head. So he does most of the writing for our wellness product. 
I would say. Yeah, and, and you did and you the, do the newsletter. And, and the, the annoying things like the taxes. Yeah. And the, the, yes. the annoying things, things like taxes. Lisa, <laughs> things well, like Lisa used to work in an accounting office. I did. I, so did a she, I did a season with an accountant. I, you know, it was interesting when I was singing full time. I thought, I, I, you know, I need to get better with business. So the tax account that did my work, he said, you know, Lisa, would you ever want to come in and work through a tax season with me? And I'm like, well, what would that look like? He goes, well, I'll pay you really well, and you only need to stay like January through April. And I'm like, okay, a paid education. I could do that. So I went in, and it was the best paid education I ever had. So that's where I learned a lot about incorporation. I learned a lot about tax returns. IRS issues. I sat in on IRS audits. So I had just an enormous amount of information, which David didn't possess at the time. So when we met and I said, you know, well, let's just get a corporation together. Let's do this. He's like, what? You know, we don't have a building. We don't have employees. And I'm like, no, we don't need all that, you know? Yeah, you took care of all that. Yeah, so that was all kind of my baby, kind of putting all those blocks together when we started. And, And David's was, you know, having the product. I mean, he's the product developer. And then we realized that my skills, because of my performance art, were dealing with cus- customers. Love me. They love to talk to me. I know their voices. So when they call, I'll be like, oh, hi, Ed. You know, how'd you know it was Ed? But I can remember voices. So it's a real good skill for me. And David prefers to be behind the scenes. So he's doing all the web changes and the newsletters. And it just really worked out well for us. Catherine, you remember voices. Oh, no, you don't remember. You have the voices in your I head. I have the voices in my okay, head. Okay, that's, that's what yeah. it is. It's a little different. I Here's a question that's been weighing on me since the beginning of this interview. Do you have a corporate jingle? And Lisa, did you write it? No, we do not, but that would be up her alley since she does songwriting. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, I never even think about that, my music with our business, because our business, I separate that. That's so interesting. You're you're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Wow, see, this is my first note for the day, right? (laughs) Right? Corporate jingle. We want to hear it, and we're going to add it to your show notes, to your show notes page. That's when you awesome. get the jingle, you'll record it for us, and we'll put a little we'll put the little recording on the bottom of your show notes page, <laughs> so everybody can hear the jingle. And I'll take full credit for it. There, that's right. See, and now I'm dancing in my head to no music. To no music. There that's you right, go. Because I'm thinking jingle. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this, guys, because this this is actually my favorite question to ask. And they and they hinted at it before they, with the bloodshed. They did. They did. What is your biggest entrepreneurial argument or disagreement that you've had, and how did you work through it? You know, we were discussing that prior to, and we never had a huge one by any means. I mean, there are times when I want red, I want green, minor things along those lines. But I think because we kind of, I hate to use the word boundaries, but nothing else is coming to mind right now. We delineation of separation of um, you do this and I do that. And because we were so clear in the beginning and the the things that we are strong at, boy, we're, we're quite strong with that we never kind of had that clash. Yeah, I would say the clashes we have are more the weekly or monthly. We share a space with two desks that face each other. So you can imagine what that can be like. So at times, David will 
I'll leave the room and it's like, okay, we've had enough of just being in the same space together because it's in our house. I mean, it's a lot of time. And I'll go to open the door and it will be locked. (laughs) It'll be like, I need time alone. It's like, okay, honey, and I'll get in the car and I might go to the local music store at that point because there are just times where it's like, it's enough. Like you need to really be clear that I just need some space to myself right now to clear my head or to just work on an article without there's Lisa sitting across the room again, or there's Dave, you know, because it's 24 seven, we're in the house, our office is in the house, the desks are across from each other. But I think we are pretty good 90% of the time of just saying, I need space. I need to either leave the house or you need to leave the house. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Yeah, I think early in the in our relationship, which carried over to our business, is we learned. This is gonna be a strange comment. One of the most valuable, underappreciated books ever is the dictionary, and the reason is is it is it allows you to distinguish between different words, and the two different words that really made a difference with us is honesty and truth. Honesty. I park my car and there is a and a kid comes and puts his bike behind it and I don't see it and I drive over it. Honesty is what's the kid's fault? He shouldn't have put it there. Otherwise I wouldn't have driven over. Truth is, you know what? I'm the adult. I drove over it. To me, honesty has a back door. Honesty has a yes, but Whereas truth is just pure. And I think we learn to be very direct and, and truthful with, with each other. And sometimes the sometimes it comes across as a bit of a whoa, yeah. a, a sting, a, a, a bluntness. But we also know it comes from the, I mean, neither one of us have any intent to, to do anything but, but succeed and, and be kind to each other. And certainly we fall off now and again. But for the most part, that's our intention, and it comes across that way. So, yeah. th- so there's no malice in there. It's just it's easier to just be blunt, get to the point, than beat around the bush and oh, absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. I sort of kind of mean maybe. Well, you know what? What do you mean? You know what it is? I need to get this done. I need a half hour. I need a quiet, still room. Okay, I'm gonna go now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And it's so easy when it's yeah. done directly and. Uh, truthfully, except except that dress does not make your butt look big. <laughs> I didn't say suicidally. <laughs> See, and people and people criticize New Yorkers for being blunt and honest, and or truthful. I blunt and truthful. People criticize New Yorkers, but. Hey, gets things done. You see that? Fast. Fast. I, I was your neighbor in Pennsylvania, and I loved dealing with New Yorkers because they may love you, they may hate you, but you know where you stand at all times. That's right. And you also don't wait. You don't wait. Yeah. yeah. When, well, when we moved out to Phoenix, it was horrible. It, everybody does things at this slow pace, Ooh. and it, it took us years to get used to, to it. Used I, to I still it. think we're not used to it. No. Sometimes. Sometimes. We're definitely not yeah. used to that either. That that's really difficult for David and I because yeah. we're doers and go getters and slow pace. We're just like, yeah, we could have had that done already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just, I'm sorry. I'm, don't be sorry. Be on time. Yeah, that's or just right. Get it, or get it done. So now, tell us some of the joys that you guys experience being together twenty four seven. Oh, I, one of my favorite memories. This is kind of funny, but I love the times when 
we'll do crazy things like we'll just for some reason we won't be sleeping or it'll be one in the morning and go out and sit and look at the moon or go for a drive or go to the IHOP and have a pancake or I don't know just it's that wonderful freedom that our schedule allows for some just kooky things that we probably wouldn't do if we worked separate jobs where we were you know I gotta get up at seven in the morning or I personally love that. I love that. And I love the idea that our business meetings can be in Epcot, you know. <laughs> we can just close the front door and let's go to Japan in Epcot and have our business meeting. Okay, and off we go. And I, I love that part of, of being together all the time and sharing, making what could be dreary work fun and exciting and new. I love that. For me, my world has expanded and into into areas that I never would have thought possible. I never even would have looked at, never would have considered uh, marathons being one of them, ultra marathons. Uh, I started doing things like Shodo, which is Japanese calligraphy, and Sumi-e, which is uh, uh, drawing. And <laughs> as I mentioned, uh, I don't know, a half hour ago, whenever it was, those were not part of my world ever. And now I couldn't see them not being a part and being able to uh, write in a way that is very heart-driven and to uh, express things that are uh, almost uh, poetic in, mm. in, in a prose type of fashion that I never knew was in there. And to do it on a regular basis, to me, it's it's... My life, I would say, is more complete because of yeah. because of Lisa. I, I would say that's true for me too with David. I mean, he introduced me to sport and figure skating and running. Well, he asked me to go out and like try on sports, so I tried those on. And I, I love the fact that it's kind of like our office work. We go out and run together, but our running together is we drive to our beautiful trail, which just meanders through some gorgeous areas. But we don't actually run side by side because even in running, we're very different. So we'll start off together, and David will be like, okay, I'll see you in you know, 40 minutes. It's like, okay, honey, and we, we just go off and we do our own running style, and then we know to meet back in whatever time back at the truck. Um, so even in those ways, we respect each other's individuality, and we, it's not like, oh, no, you got to stay with me and run with me. And, and you know, he, he does his own thing. And, and I think because we've, we honor each other's privacy and space that way, it works really well. So We do that with almost everything. I mean, uh, the, uh, the manager at the supermarket always jokes about it. She'll grab a cart, I'll grab a cart, and it's like, okay, we'll meet back here yep. in 15 minutes or something. Yep. We never shop together, we yeah. shop separately, and everyone in the store knows it. She could eat like a, you know, a monk slash vegetarian, and you know, I'm the caveman that needs to drag something and cook <laughs> it over the fire. <laughs> so I would be down the chip aisle and go straight for the meats. That, that's where that's I would be. Why, and that's why we have to shop together. Right, because well, the chips are vegetables, right? They're made <laughs> no. of corn and no. stuff. no. No, they're not. That's so funny. Because the, the cashiers always used to say to us when they first started to get to know us, aren't you afraid you're going to buy the same thing? And I'm like, nope, nope. never going to happen. <laughs> and now they know us and they're like, because when they see me standing waiting for him or he's waiting for me, they're like, oh, you're waiting for the wife or you're waiting for the husband. They all know our routine, which is really comical. They know that we grab our own little basket and off we go and then we meet at the register. That's funny. So, yeah. So tell us a one or two specific things that you do to separate your business time from your personal time? Oh, I think it's our ex. Well, 
One of the things we started doing is not separating and kind of taking down the walls in, in, in the sense that our approach to our business is becoming much more playful and our approach to our play is becoming maybe a little bit more uh, intense at times. I know uh, for me, I train in a martial art called Toyamaru, which is a sword. And I teach a Russian martial art. And Lisa is very patient and uh, pretends that she's almost interested <laughs> and does a remarkable job with it. I, I really appreciate it. But, but that's not her thing. And she would never want to participate in that when it comes to stuff like, you know, ice skating. And I, I don't know. That's her thing. And, but we support each other with it. And I think that is uh, – there's a uniqueness. There's a separation of sorts. But there are times, for example, if I'm stuck where I don't know, I, I don't know what, how to write this or what's the next project we want to come up with, instead of just sitting and talking about it, you know, I'll, I'll go out for a 10-mile run. And to me, that gets the energy going, that gets the monkey mind quiet, and then inspiration finds me. Yeah, I think we went through the whole gamut of trying to do the nine to five almost with our business. Like, okay, we're going to do, you know, we're going to get in at nine. We're going to check emails. We're going to have our business meeting on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then we're going to close the door at five and we're done. And that really didn't work for us. We thought it would. We thought we need to separate. We need to just make this a specific thing. And what it felt like for us was, oh, wait, we just created a job, which neither one of us have ever had in our lives, like a traditional job. And it felt like, or at least for me, I was fenced in, and I, it was horrible. It was this routine, and I just said, this isn't working for me. I feel like now I'm trapped in this 9-to-5 job in a room in our house. And so I think through just experimenting with how we were going to handle that, separating business from pleasure, we came up with the idea that, well, really, our business is an extension of who we are. So we've just kind of embraced that there are times when we might be out to a dinner and one of us may slip and start talking about business, and if it's okay, we go with it. And if it's not, the other person will say, you know what, right now I just don't really want to talk about business. Can we just keep it personal? And I think, again, coming back to that very truthful way of dealing with it, where maybe you're just not in the mindset to brainstorm at that moment. But we've, I, for me, at least that's how it felt, is we've kind of tried on all different ways, and we've just realized for our lifestyle it works better that we leave a little spontaneity in our schedule. We don't make specific office hours. And if one of us comes up with this amazing idea and we're out for our romantic walk at night, we can still talk about it. Or not, if the other person isn't up for it. Just remember to save that receipt. <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if you're talking about it at dinner, save the receipt. Exactly. Yeah, that's so funny. Yep. So the, I, that's to me is we've gone all around different ways because, you know, when you're a business person, you read and we've read way too many business books and way too many books on, you know, how to separate your business life and your personal life. And we've, we're like our best own experimenters. Like we'll experiment on pretty much anything. So we've kind of tried it all on and, and 
this is working for us right now, kind of just blending it more so. Yeah, and we found our rhythm, we found our approach, and instead of, I always looked at it as a tic-tac-toe board, and now we've taken the walls down, hmm. and however things flow, we go with it, and if it, if we, if it takes 10 hours, so be it, and if it takes 20 minutes, that's great too. We're not really interested in putting in the time as much as getting the end results. Yeah, and being happy. And being happy. We always ask ourselves at the end yeah. of the day, is this the kind of day that we really wanted to have created? Like, are you happy with today? And always kind of checking in with that because at the end of that, it, it really is essential for us both to say, you know what? Yeah, this was a good day. I was happy today. We spent our time well. And so just a daily check-in with that. And you mentioned uh, business books. You've read a bunch of them. Are there any that you would recommend to our listeners? War of Art. Yeah. War of <laughs> Art. Somebody else has said that before. They War have. of Art. That's War very interesting. Arts. It is Stephen uh, Pressfield. Stephen Pressfield. Easy to read. I don't even think it's 200 pages. It's a small book. Most of the chapters are probably uh, 200 words. Maybe. Maybe. Some are quick and easy. Oh, it, yeah, it's so in, easy. It's so impactful. <laughs> yeah, and the dictionary. Don't forget the and dictionary. The dictionary. The dictionary. Right. How many words are in the dictionary? <laughs> all of them. All of them. That's right. You know, there you go. I've read the traditional good to great, all of, and they're wonderful, and they're little gems here and there inside of all those books. And I would recommend people sit and read. I mean, just because I love to read. But at one, at some point, we both realized we almost like overread. We were so. Uh, like it was overwhelming at times, too much information coming at us. And what ended up happening was we found ourselves almost trying to do it someone else's way. And whenever that would happen, oh, it was a disaster. It was always a disaster. And we'd always have to pull yeah. back. The other side of it is by the time the book comes out, half the yeah. information is dated. Yeah. With the, the, the speed at which things are coming yeah. nowadays. Absolutely. And now if, if you could give the, list, our, the listeners, the, the listeners, <laughs> Honey, it says Al right here. I typed it myself. Yeah, I know, but I don't read. <laughs> I wait for the movie. Okay. Hello, listeners. Listeners. <laughs> so, let's try that again. If you can give our listeners one piece of advice, <clears throat> advice, what would that be? My suggestion would be follow your fascination. What are the things that light you up? What are the things that you'd get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to do? And then pursue them. And, and pursue them with, with the vigor and zest and, and all the energy you can muster. Don't necessarily think along the lines of, well, how am I going to get paid? Because that will always clamp you up. That will always tighten you up. When you are allowed to flow, the, the results and the inspiration and the suggestions and all the great ideas which are already out there, you'll find them. Or else they'll find you. It reminds me of Lord of the Rings. You know, the <laughs> ring is, the ideas are wanting to find you as much as you wanting to find it. So follow your fascination would be my suggestion. Yeah, mine would be do what you love. Same principle. Absolutely. I mean, I've always, my entire life, I have done what I have loved. And I've always been rewarded in so many unexpected ways. Not just material and money. Wonderful friendships amazing people I've met. People give me things that I'm still astounded to this day that they give me things just because I love what I do and because I do I, I'm constantly happy and I'm joyful and I'm kind and and people are like you're just such a nice person and we want to give this to you. I mean so love. There's just, a little bit more to that. 
part two of this would be be a contributor. Yeah, always contribute. Always. What Lisa's not saying is she spent hours and hours and hours giving many things away, often always. free to people. Always. And then, you know, three years later or six years later, it comes back. Yes. So it doesn't always, like I did something on a Monday and Tuesday, it's in the mailbox. No. But things always come back when you are a contributor. So don't always look to what can you do for me. It's what, how can I make my you know, corner of the world that much better? And those who, who cross my path, how can I add yeah. to their life as well? Yeah, I would I 99.99999% of the time I am always doing for someone else. If somebody asks me, can you help me? Yes. I don't even know what the question is, but yes. And, and then if they say, well, this is what it is, you know, I'll say yes, and then what is it? And, of course, if it's outside my realm of ability, I'll say, well, that's something I don't do. But I just, I love people, and because I love what I do, I always give and give. And, and I tell people that all the time. Building relationships is essential for success. And when you love what you do, you can't help but want to just constantly give and help other people. It just comes out of the pure desire. You want them to love what they do as much as you love what you do. So you're like, come on, you know, join the fun. This is so great over here. Yeah, a lot of times somebody else's success feels just as good. It, oh, definitely. It yeah. does. It, it's, it's almost a theory of uh, when you're doing something for somebody else, and, and David, you'd said, you know, it doesn't come back right away and you've got to be a contributor. But basically you're getting these things because you're doing what you like. And what you like happens to be helping other people. They have, humans have uh, something inside them that says, okay, I got to support this. You know, I want more of this. Yeah. And so you, whatever way they do it with a thank you note, with, you know, just a phone call, with, you know, a quick post on Facebook, um, you know, we as humans feel like we've, you know, we've got to support that, you know, hey, Lisa, you know, Lisa just gave me, you know, the phone number of a great contact, whatever. I want to do a shout out on Facebook. I want to send her a handwritten note, whatever it is, you know, we as humans do that. And the more we do that, I think the, the better the world becomes. Oh, definitely. Also, thank yous show up in unusual ways. For example, um, I mentioned I, I teach a, a Russian martial art called Sistema on Monday nights here. And I, it, the purpose is not necessarily just to you know, how to defend yourself against a kick or a punch or anything along those lines, because these days it's you know with <laughs> with cameras and lawyers and things like that, it, it's sort of purposeless. So why would a person want to come to a class like that? Well, the answer is to learn how to leave, lead a better life and become a better person. And I know that when. Uh, the lesson is presented in such a way where somebody can figure that out, or perhaps they're afraid of you know something on uh, going on at work, and if they can bring that fear into class and deal with it, then then they'll feel better when they go to work. And I know that my reward is this: class ends at eight thirty. When people don't want to leave. You that's know, the gift. You know you did something good. You know you did something yeah, good. That's yeah. the gift. Absolutely. Well, little things like that are, are often gems. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Anytime, I was going to say anytime people give of their time, because time is the one thing you can't buy yeah, more of. Night. So when they give time, it's you know you're doing something right. Okay. It's 
absolutely amazing information, you know, and, and we say it over and over again. So eventually our listeners will listen or somebody else out there will get Wait, it. Wait, we have listeners? Yeah, we do. <laughs> Besides your parents. They don't even listen. Yeah. I love it, mom and dad. Yeah, mom and dad. But no, relationship building is number one. So yep. let's kind of cut away from the business, the family life. This is sort of the family. This is absolutely the family life, but family life around business. And let's go to my favorite topic. Food. Food. Food round. <laughs> Food round. I love it. <laughs> what is your favorite meal to cook together or what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant? You want this one first? No, you go ahead. All right. Well, we live, as Lisa mentioned, in Orlando, so we're close to Disney, and there is a place called Via Napoli, which is inside the Epcot Pavilion in Italy, which has the greatest pizza on the planet. Greatest pizza on the planet. That would be my vote. Oh, absolutely. It is the only pizza that I eat. I mean, I'm not a big American pizza fan with all the goopy cheese and stuff, but they put the fresh, wet mozzarella, you know? I mean, it's just real Italian sauce. It's so good, I can't even describe it. Yes. So anytime we can go there, definitely by far. And we do not cook together. No. He's doing the steak, I'm doing the vegetables, and the two do not meet on the plate. <laughs> so, yes. And ne'er the two shall meet. I, li- I like your style. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, but the pizza you know, in Paleo Italy, meets vegetarian. Yeah, pretty much. But y'all, oh, that pizza. Oh. I, I, I am a huge no, pizza fan. Huge, huge pizza. Wherever we go, we have to find the pizza, especially in Italy. But uh, we just got back from Vegas. There's a place in Vegas called Pizza Rock. It's downtown, mm. right off Fremont Street, and they have such amazing pizza there. It's, it's nice. oh, it's good, and I make my own too. And, and oh, then of course, awesome. and then of You'll course, you understand this one, Barry. It's New York worthy. Oh, definitely. Oh, there you yeah. go. It's, there you go. It's, it's incredible. There you go. Well, part of it has to do with the name too, you know. Because Catherine is a Napoli. Yes, via Napoli. <laughs> yeah, and I am a Napoli. So, okay, last question before we get to the uh, our, our little break and the pet peeves. Red, white, or beer? Beer. Specifically, banana bread beer. Oh, that's so good. There's a place in uh, called Raglan Road, which is a, an Irish place, and they have that bottled beer. It's unusually large. I don't know the actual volume of it it's like 14 ounces or a kind of a peculiar number but i resisted it because it just i don't know i don't know i tasted it that's it everything else comes second for me it's red in the winter white in the summer (laughs) that's true to form that is true to form red in the winter white in the summer opposite of the clothes you're supposed to wear Opposite. Yeah, of the, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm just. I'm white in the summer. Oh, white in the summer. Right. It's. it's yeah. 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 You you wear white after Memorial Day and before <laughs> Labor Day, unless you live where it's 110 degrees at Christmas, and then it doesn't matter anymore. Then you just wear well, shorts yeah, and don't and care. It, and it could be that hot here, and if it is that hot here, even if it's December, I'm having white wine. Yeah, because red is just really too hot for me when it gets above you know 90 degrees. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then we've got some pet peeves coming up. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24-7 listeners can get a free audiobook 
That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there, so where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com. Unless you're driving, then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. It's time for the pet peeve of the day. Catherine, introduce the pet peevers. The same people we've been interviewing, honey. It's, it's Lisa so, and David. It's, I don't care. But they each have a pet peeve. So, um, and not directed towards each other. Not directed towards each other. So that's good. Or maybe they are, and we just don't know it. Well, Lisa's little passive aggressive thing yeah, going on. Lisa's maybe directed to David. I know Lisa's is directed to me, but let's start with David, and then we'll uh, go to Lisa. David, what is your pet peeve? Oh, my pet peeve. Oh. Mm. Would you respond already? I'm thinking here. Well, wait a second. You told me what it was before. Did you need a reminder? I may need to switch it. You know what? I'm, you know my really, really one because I only gave you the minor one. My major oh. one is when you have people who get paid to speak for a living. You know, announcers and news people, et cetera, et cetera, and their grammar is a disaster. Oh, I never heard that one, and that is so true. Now, in in fairness, I have to defend myself here for one second because the original pet peeve was people that don't respond. And that's why I thought you were just waiting and you weren't responding. That's why I said, oh, would you respond? That would have been good for been the really dramatic good. effect. It, it would have been. It would have been. <laughs> now, yeah, the, I hear these people getting $2 million a year saying things like the first initial. Really? The first initial as opposed to the second initial one? <laughs> and then I have to listen to him correct them all. <laughs> We talk to the TV a lot. Yes, you know? yes. We, so I may do that as well. Catherine does just, not talk to the TV. Catherine, Catherine yells, yells at the yells TV. At the, yes, yes. Well, okay, out here in Arizona, there is no distinct Arizonan accent, um, but they do have some words that are peculiar. And our news anchors will say across. Across is one of my favorites. Yes, across. Oh, yes. When did the dictionary stick the T at the end of the word? Yeah, that's a good one. Barry, we cannot allow them to watch television together. Oh, that oh, would be bad. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that would not be good. Come on, guys. Sit down. Watch the local news. news oh. <laughs> Blood will be shed. Blood will I be know. Shed. Yes. Or the t- t- I know. I just see holes in the television right now. Very true. And, and Lisa, what is your pet peeve? Oh, it is definitely people being late. It Bless just, you. Bless you. Bless you. Yeah, I just can't. I, that one... Most of my life, I've just 
I sit there and I do that slow burn as it's ticking one minute past. Like, you said you were going to be there at this time. It's one minute past. That's one minute of my life. I don't get back. And then it's always, it's usually repeat offenders who always have the dramatic thing going on in their life. Catherine just raised her hand. I'm so sorry I'm late, but the kids, or I'm so sorry I'm late, but the this, or it's like, no, you are just a late person. You're always late. You are incapable of being on time. You do not know how to schedule your life. I've I've stopped apologizing. So, you know, that's where, yes, I'm always a late person. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you one of those people, you and I have a one o'clock meeting at our local coffee shop. And uh, we're going to meet up and it's a one o'clock meeting. Do you start tapping on the table and getting infuriated at five minutes to one? Oh, no, no, No. not at all. Okay. Okay. I'm not even infuriated at five past. I'm usually good. I'm, I'm going to give five minutes to people just based on possible watch setting time difference. And maybe there was an ambulance going through an intersection. Like, but your blood pressure issues start around the 15 minutes. Oh, 15. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm almost ready to leave at that point. But, you know, I, I yeah. <laughs> but no, not the five till. I'm, I'm all good. And then when it hits the hour, I'm like, hmm, they're not here. I make note. They're not here. <laughs> and then it starts to slowly tick beyond that. All right. Well, well guys, Thank you so much. And oh, by the way, those both those pet peeves were fun. Those were fun. Actually, all three of them, if you want yes. to get technical. Yes. They were lots of fun. So, well, David, th- I'm glad I'm not the only person who yells at the TV. No, far from it. No, not at all. So, guys, um, we're going to have uh, everything on the website, awesome. on their show notes. It is docwellnessworld.com, anti-aging and wellness for design management. So if you think... Everybody, on, out there, out. everybody out there in podcast land, if you're on Facebook and you're hanging out with your high school friends and you look around and you're the one who looks 10 years lo- older than the rest of them, get on the website. But in all seriousness, Lisa, David, thank you so much for being on our show. Tons and tons of fun. We'll have all of your information on the show notes page. And we'll have the corporate jingle in yeah, what, yes. and we'll have the corporate jingle <laughs> up there too. I'm there looking forward to it. This has been a ton of fun. Thank yes, you so much, much so. for having us on. Thank you thank very you. much. Thank you, and we'll catch everyone next time. Bye bye. Bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.